Welcome to the 85th episode of News Dump, brought to you by Summit Funding, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm local man Aaron Vantile, joined by Chronicle Editor-in-Chief Eric Schwartz, and returning from his, uh, uh, what, what do we call this? A hiatus. Uh, a hiatus. Franklin Taylor, you were out last week, Franklin, celebrating your wife's birthday for three days in a row, is that correct? Hey, she got two, and she's lucky for it. I, congratulations. Um, it is Tuesday, February 15th, and happy belated Valentine's Day to both of you. Hey, thank you. Ain't, ain't love grand? Did you guys... Have fun celebrating the holiday. It was a lot of fun, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I just want to know if you guys went to the circus over the weekend. Down there in Exit 76, I heard there was a bunch of clowns. <laughs> Anybody know about that? <laughs> I, so what's, I what's just the heard story? they were doing clown things, just kind of clowning around. Is that, is that the overpass situation? <laughs> it's the just, overpass just situation. around in the overpass? Yeah, they got this funny sign that says, love white people. One of them's holding up a Nazi salute. So that happened now, on didn't, Saturday. Didn't a nice lady stop by to give them a message? Yeah, we sent Nightcrawler. So this was Saturday morning. Started getting messages that we had some white supremacists out on the Labrie Road overpass. And sure enough, we went up there and there was like five or six morons just holding signs. I thought the best part was that they were wearing masks that had like skeleton like over their mouth and then sunglasses and hats. So, like, so so tough and so <laughs> and cowardly. <laughs> and then Nightcrawler walked up all five foot, five inches of him. And uh, I mean, he's taller than that for the record. And they yeah. dropped their signs immediately and just wouldn't talk. Yeah. So like, Hey, so. stand down, boys. Press. <laughs> <laughs> but he did capture an epic photo of a, a woman who uh, I assume came off the freeway after having sa- seen them, got out of her car and is just giving them the digit. Good. Yeah. You should. <laughs> I know. Feel free to give all white supremacists the digits on behalf of this podcast. Exactly. Anti-white supremacist podcast. Give them both digits. So that's an exclusive for podcast listeners. Uh, maybe I'll even throw this photo up with the, the link. But uh, the, the sign they had had a web address that sent you to a telegram group where they could gather more white supremacists. So we weren't going to run that. And, Good. Um, seeing as that was their goal, we didn't really want to report on it. So, But they we, were there. So, Is it safe to say the group is hurting for numbers if they've... If they rallied to recruiting from the overpass? Probably. probably. I hope so. Probably. They're probably hurting for a lot of things like loving parents and, uh, you know, friends, um, a meaning in life. Like, hey, love. Guys. Love, definitely, <laughs> to bring it back to Valentine's Happy Day. Valentine's Day, <laughs> you dirty white supremacists. So, anyway, it's just a bunch of dirtbags. Um, and also, let me be the first to congratulate you, Eric Schwartz, on your by proxy Super Bowl victory. Oh, thanks. Would yeah. you like to uh, congratulate me as well for my <laughs> by proxy Super Bowl I, victory? So we're talking about Eastern Washington University product, Cooper Cup, Super Bowl MVP, yeah. uh, triple threat offensive player of the year. Yeah. And uh, Aaron, congratulations to you because Albertson's College, I heard, was linked to the custodian team. Sean McVeigh's uh, assistant in some capacity. Cooper Cup a... needed a good toilet to poop in. And I Couldn't thank your alma mater <laughs> for making that happen. <laughs> Uh, how did you guys celebrate America's other national holiday? Uh, I watched it at home with my family, and it was a lot of fun. Great. I watched it at home with my family, and it was a lot of fun. There you I go. watched it in Tacoma with Pete Caster and his family. Yeah. And it was, like it was a summit lovely. of local lovely. journalists. Yeah, there, there was all the all the big timers mm-hmm. in there. Marquise, mm-hmm. Pete, Justina. <laughs> <laughs> there, were some, there were some McClatchy products there as well. Yeah, some some TNT folks were there. They were lovely. Um, great time. A great time was had by all. Pete made some good food. He made some good guac. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I'm glad you had a happy time. Yeah, that's I did. Awesome. Uh, you guys ready for ready for the news? Yeah, let's do I'm it. I'm ready. 
Uh, our first item, Chehalis River flood warning system sees record use during January flooding. Um, duh. Uh, the system's website received 33,700 individual logins during the month with 25,000 logins during January's first week. This is what we determined was the New Year's flood, I believe. Mm -hmm. The doorstep flood, yep. Uh, yes, uh, a harrowing time for old flood legs, Eric Schwartz. <laughs> Uh, by comparison, the logins for January 2021, that's the year prior, we are in the year 2022 now, in case you guys were still unaware of mm -hmm. that, uh, was only 6,800 logins. So a lot of action on the flood warning system, and it sounds like people are fairly happy with how it works. And You know me, Aaron. Using it. And you know I'm all about not taking credit for all the things that I do. Um, you also know my alter ego, my web portion, DJ Page Views. Um, and I, <laughs> I just want to know that the spike correlates with the Chronicle uh, sharing their page over and over again on our Facebook page during the flood. And it was that inundation map, so that's where they get the credit, is they have this cool inundation map on the site where you click, like, this is the most it's ever flooded, or, you know, 96 feet, it's not going to be that bad. Mm -hmm. And it will actually show you, like, if your house is going to get water or not. So yeah. um, the worst prediction showed that everybody was going to get water, and that downtown was, was going to be flooded, and Godzilla was going to be here, and it was it was going to be wild. So that, mm -hmm. that thing went off. Um, you are truly the Paul Revere of floodwaters. Uh, thank you for your service. You know, that's not a bad idea for the flood warning system. If we had a flood Paul Revere that rolls through your, rides a horse through your neighborhood yelling <laughs> that it's going to flood based on the local hydrographs. <laughs> it's going to flood. Look outside. <laughs> Comes back for his second pass. Don't drive through water. It's dangerous. <laughs> you might get shot. <laughs> Comes back on an extremely wet horse. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. That was, that was our we're first gonna item. Have, we're going to have more on the flood stuff too. Dan Warren, our newest reporter, maybe we'll get him on here one of these weeks. He's working on a story about home elevations that we've teased before about that saving us from a lot of, uh, uh flood damage. That's homes that have been flooded in the past and since elevated. So know, still teased there. There's more to come. Wow. Can't wait. We're going to really do uh, like a 12 month autopsy on this flood. Great. I'm yeah. sure that's your plan. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> Uh, next news item, Shayla's Girl's Rare Kidney Disease Leads to Creation of the Lewis County Renal Alliance. Good story from Isabel here on Chris and Daniel Ravito, who had a pretty harrowing experience with their daughter, Lawson, and her diagnosis with, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but it's FSGS. Um, since then, they've formed the LC Renal Alliance, which provides kind of on-the-ground help to people suffering alongside their children. Um, and uh, it sounds good. Good for them. Good moves. Yeah, that was a great story. Yeah, I thought it was cool. And I thought there was a quote in there from Danielle. We don't have all the education or the background to be doing what we're doing, but we we both have leadership qualities and motivational qualities, and we both have skin in the game, and we want to make it happen. So just the, the you know, start from scratch approach, and I, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, it sounds like they've really been putting in a lot of work and working up to it, and uh, they just were able to hold their first in-person fundraiser, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. It reminds you a little of, uh, is it Kyle Markstrom? He's got yep. his own foundation that he's building up in memory of his uh, he and his wife's son. Um, so similar thing, taking that um, negativity and turning it in a positive direction. I agree. I love these. I love these groups helping out the kids and the parents dealing with it as well. Uh, our next item, Lewis County Sheriff's Office recognizes citizens, employees, others. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I, you know, sometimes you wish you could have headlines back and uh, they should have just left it, I guess, at employees and citizens. I don't know who else got that. <laughs> uh, we'll run through these and you guys can give me a yay or nay on whether or not they were deserving. No, 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 <laughs> no, we're not doing it. They're all deserving. Uh, employee of the year for 2020 uh, Corrections Bureau was Corrections Deputy Rick Gould. 
and Field Operations Bureau Deputy Jared Casinger. Do you guys know either of them? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, well, nope. congratulations, guys. Employee of the Year Awards 2021. Um, we've got Ramona Romine, Jeff Martin, and Skylar Eastman. You guys know any of them? No, not personally. Congratulations. I feel, I feel like I remember the Eastman kid. I think he was a athlete out at White Pass years and years ago. That's yep. like oddly specific for an I think I remember. It's like, I think I remember him setting the record in the shot put back in 19. Um, no. Well, I mean, Eastman's a, uh, that's a, like a Randall. Yeah, big Randall name. name. You know, you know how these things work. No, no, I thought this was great. Are you going to go down all of them? Are we going to? Yeah, well, okay. the lifesavers okay. okay. you know life out. <laughs> you know I support it. Uh, Sheriff's lifesaving medals. Uh, correction Sergeant Ron Anderson, Deputy Matt Wallace, Deputy Jared Casinger, a two time winner. Deputy Kelton Wielden, Corrections Deputy Eric West, Corrections Deputy Kiara Husser, NAFCARE Nurse Kim Heber, Local Media Personality Eric Schwartz for his work alerting people of the flood, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and NAFCARE Nurse Chris Coverdell. Uh, I regret to inform you that Eric Schwartz's award has since been revoked. Um, uh, congratulations to everyone else on your life saving medals. Yeah, that's awesome. And this is a medal they got for saving a life. Not they have medals that save lives. Thank you for clarifying. I was greatly confused. I thought. They usually do this every year at Bethel Church. And I got to be honest, usually we get invited. And I love to staff it. Love to send a reporter and photographer. So I'm sad we missed it. Glad we were able to still get it in with a a comprehensive press release. But the reason, one of the reasons we like it is those life-saving medals are just wild sometimes. Like it might be an incident that we reported, you know, a car crash or something like that. And we get, you know, the curve is a car crash. There's two injuries and that's it. And we won't get the part about, you know, somebody reaching into a burning car and yep. pulling someone out. And at this event, we usually get those. So I'm really interested in what those stories might be. Cause they were always very harrowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next item. God, we're burning through these. Good thing. We got a lot left. Uh, office of Shayla's basin to hold virtual forum on Skookumchuck dam. The virtual this forum is, brief. is, what is this doing Wednesday, on here? March 9th. I can't wait to log in and recommend building back bigger. <laughs> Add to the dam. Hey, this is personal for you guys. Build back better. More dam. <laughs> Any lawmakers listening, let's get this into the state transportation package. Exactly. Because <laughs> dams, you know, transportation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to have to be transporting myself out of my home if it floods. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Next item. Uh, your girl, Jamie Herrera Butler is proposing punishing providers for giving minors COVID vaccines without parental consent. This applies to kids under the age of 18. This proposal, healthcare providers who administer a COVID vaccine to a minor without the consent of a caregiver would be subject to a fine or up to one year in prison. Wow. Good. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm sure this is going to breeze through. Well, I mean, um, this this is weak compared to the Joe Kent plan to decapitate said physician. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> Only figuratively. Yes, much like I, Black Lives Matter, just I, figuratively. I, Portland Joe wouldn't do that in real life. Uh, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, quote, putting, vac- putting beer cats between parents and their children when it comes to medical decision making is not the answer. Uh, th- isn't that kind of literally what they're trying to do? Who's that? Putting a layer of bureaucracy between yeah, kids. I don't and, know. I don't know. I just, I, I, I haven't, like, I don't know what you guys have been seeing, but I haven't seen any stories or news. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm yeah, living there, under a rock. But. There has been developments across the country. I believe the bill in California would make it legal for someone um, 12 and older to be able to go get the shot without having. And do it themselves. Yeah. I think that's what it's in response to. I got you. Do it, like, do it. Get a doctor to give it to him. Not like, no, just right. give you a shot. He's not going to brag. I don't know. I, I, you guys say you haven't heard about any of this, but my child goes to public school. And just yesterday he was like, 
man, on the playground out back, there's kids, you know, behind the, behind the water, behind the watershed, just dealing out vaccines off the street. <laughs> it's getting Bootleg that bad. J&J. Just a, just a kid that. in a lab coat with a stethoscope. It's getting, get, that, it's getting that bad. That play devil's advocate. I don't have a kid that old. So your opinion, I mean, yeah. it's, it requires some mental flexibility. I know you're, you're COVID, like you're, you're in favor of the shot. But yes. if there was some new medication that you weren't in favor of, would you have a problem with, you know, your your twelve year old boy running off to the doctor and getting it? Is it if it's is this hypothetical like it's, has it's, it been it's a hard exercise to do. Sure. It's it's uh, emergency approval from the FDA. If they did it, my first act wouldn't be how can I punish the doctor? <laughs> it would be like, Why didn't my kid just tell me about this? Why don't I talk to my child? And then you'd beat him. Uh, yes. And then I would be like, Oh, you thought the shot hurt. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's the same thing. We've had this discussion about things before, I believe with, uh, there was a, a bill or a proposal about, uh, educators talking to kids about things that parents didn't want them to or something oh, like sure. that. Um, and yeah, I, I keep coming back to like, the issue isn't like punishing doctors. Isn't the answer. The answer is that kids aren't, that parents aren't communicating with their kids. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I we agree. can agree on that Is one. Is there so, any examples locally of some kids getting the shot when their parents didn't? Not that I've heard of. No, I don't think so. No, uh, just prison. It seems a bit harsh. It one year in prison. <laughs> uh, yeah, like don't look, man. Things are tough enough for doctors and like healthcare providers as it is right now don't throw this out there too i mean especially when they just got done being on the front lines battling yeah. this pandemic for so long and now we're just gonna just throw this on them like hey oh, thank you want to thanks for all the work you guys did by the way and in context it's like to a minor it's yeah it's very very likely not going to become a law but it's, it's still it's posturing yeah um anyway a lot of that going on it's an election year you know it's true uh i have news for you guys Be good. Boom time. Boom time. <laughs> Boom time. talking. Lewis County growth in every metric. Every hey. metric, Franklin. Every single one. stretch you out to 5'7". <laughs> oh, come on. Insulted <laughs> Nightcrawler's <laughs> I'm just <laughs> so Can I circle back and just say Nightcrawler's taller than me? And I had the gall to say 5'5". Five five. You're still thinking about this? <laughs> I am, sorry. He is not tall. He, he doesn't is. listen. He's he taller than you if you count his hair. It's true, but still. If he's standing on his tallest lens, perhaps. <laughs> no. um, You'll be surprised. Anyway. We know, uh, we know that we know we're, uh, we know we have growth on the indecent exposure. Yeah, that's true. Metric. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. There's a lot of that. Diane yes. Dory, she showed that on a chart. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think she covered that. And uh, the assessor, Diane Dory, was discussing Lewis County's growth and the challenges come with that, how it affects the auditor's office, assessor's office, excuse me. Uh, she said, every metric you can measure to show that Lewis County is growing. Um, the county has surpassed all estimates. In 2010, it was estimated the county would have a population of 80,000 by the year 2025. Now, Dory estimates the population will be closer to 100,000. Wow. Um, she says, we have the most new construction value Lewis County has ever had. Uh, three major factors she mentions were the Lowe's Distribution Center in Winlock, the Skookumchuck Wind Farm, and new houses being built. Um, yeah, Lewis County's growing, good or bad. Man, she gave a great presentation. I want to say that first of all. Like, she was very, very comprehensive, and it's hard to make this stuff. It's very dry. And, you know, she was, she, she's a great speaker. It's almost like she's been working in the assessor's office for 43 years. I say good, but it just, reading this and hearing this, you can, you can only imagine it seems like housing prices are just going to keep increasing around here. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it's a basic supply and demand issue. I'm yeah. not an economist or anything, but 
people are coming to town and there's not being houses or apartments or anything built. Yep. It's making a real pinch. And I think I think it's just a matter of it catching up. If you drive down through Winlock, there's all sorts of new housing down there with more plans coming through. Like it's happening. It's just we kind of experienced it down at the Reflector like ten years ago, maybe a little earlier in North Clark County, like when it was Boomtown. Um, and I do think that there's a balance eventually, but the end result is not what was there before. So I did appreciate Diane Dory's like welcome to the new Lewis County. Like prices aren't going to go back down mm-hmm. to where they were at. Um, if anything, they're going to keep going up. Your property taxes are probably going to keep going up um it's just a matter of wages keep up with that and housing availability i don't know county's working on a housing study it's really dry stuff but if you look around there are things happening it's just it it takes a dedicated eye to see if it's gonna actually result in a positive yeah and we can jump to that that bit now uh lewis county our next item is the county commissioners to consider a housing work plan to address availability and affordability issues uh, this is a five-year, 12-project housing work plan to provide more affordable housing options, increase development of housing, and ultimately lift the county's most vulnerable population out of homelessness and into stable housing. Uh, Eric Eisenberg from the uh, County Prosecuting Attorney's Office told the commissioners the pros- proposal, quote, acknowledges that we have had a drastic increase in the price of sale of home prices of sale of homes. I'm just butchering this. Uh, and also rental prices over the last decade, and that's caused kind of a clogged housing pipeline. Uh, Lee Gross weighed in and noted they should look into how multifamily housing developments can be implemented in rural areas. Um, and then there are seven objectives in their big housing plan. Do you want to run through these or are these two? two? Yeah, there you go through them. I was going to throw out the eye-popping stat that's at the end of the story, which is uh, the price of a single family residential unit has gone from 150000 in 2012 to 350000 in 2021, which mm-hmm. is just wild to me. It is wild. That is just crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I won't go through all their objectives, but they're all, they're all pretty good things. They're basically increasing housing and uh, finding ways to make it easier to build housing, things like that, providing infrastructure, encouraging commercial services and employment opportunities within those rural town centers. Um, on the whole, but it looks good. It's a, it's a good plan. It's an ambitious plan, certainly. But I think the commissioners, uh, the ideas in the right place, their, their heart's in the right place with it. No, oh, I agree. I agree too. And I think you got to give credit to the prosecuting attorney's office too, Eric Eisenberg. It's been kind of right out in front on a lot of that, at least according to the coverage I've read, um, which isn't something you'd guess, I think, if you were like, well, who's ha- handling the situation? The prosecutor's office. Yeah, I was curious. How does the prosecutor's He's office- kind of a special projects attorney for them. Okay. So I don't know the exact nature of how that happened, but um, he, he was put in that position. And I don't know. Both these stories remind me, and I think even you from your news reporter days, um, like forever now, ever since I've been around, politicians, leaders, they've been saying, growth is coming. We're going to get bigger. Growth is coming. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> like it's always the talk and it's nice that their growth is here and you know there are some systems in place to deal with it there's some plans and we'll see if they're the right ones same thing out in packwood with the housing situation out there yeah definitely uh speaking of east lewis county morton school district is coming up with a plan to address the failing infrastructure after bond measure appears to fail they ran a $24.5 million bond that would have funded construction of a new bus barn and an elementary wing on the junior-senior high school campus, as well as renovations to the junior-senior high school. Um, there's also a lot of work needed on the elementary school, I believe. 
Uh, anyway, it needed a 60% supermajority and got 55.8% of the votes, which is 423 votes with 335 votes against. It's kind of wild to look at that size of a bond, and there's essentially 800, less than 800 people voting on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sounds like the elementary school, which if you've driven through Morton, you've seen it. It's a brick building pretty close to downtown. Uh, that was apparently the worst part. There's been tiles falling off the roof, and the front steps might be unsafe. What do we think is going to happen in Morton? You mentioned the bus barn too, right? That seems to be a big part of it. When bus they back their buses out, they have to go onto someone else's property. <laughs> like so, they're only there because I think all. I'm not sure the business that's there, but yeah, if they wouldn't let them back up, they wouldn't even be able to use it as their bus barn, which mm-hmm. is kind of a weird situation. Yeah, it's just it's crazy to think that you know less than 800 people are voting on a bond that is worth 24.5 million dollars. Yeah, well, it is probably spread out over like 30 years or something. Before we yeah. beat on the bo- voters, though, I do have to say I was pleasantly surprised to see all the levies pass as a as a levy guy and knowing what Big, that does for schools there was nine of them in our local area another one in Tanino and um, unless it's changed in a count in the last couple of days and I, I'm a very bad editor and haven't seen it they all passed good there was um, some fear that uh, a matter you have conveniently left off of these notes would affect that the uh, mask mandate protests uh, do you want to you believe this Franklin I, do you guys want to talk won't about even the respect the kids again? Well, like we covered it last week, didn't we? No. Didn't we? Yeah, no. we did. No. Was it we not on last week's it? podcast? Not, not this week's protest. Was there a new set of protests? <laughs> no, no, I'm just messing with you. Uh, we didn't get in. There was a nice quote, though. Morton reminded me of it. Uh, the Let's see. Morton Super- Superintendent John Hanna, we had called him. We, Emily Fitzgerald, a reporter, called and um, asked him about the kids uh, in their protest. And he said, our comment has been to our kids, and it's the comment I've shared with the community. They have a right to free speech, and they have a right to exercise it. We encourage that, and our hope has been that they do it in a respectful way, which ours are doing. I thought was nice. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Very pro mask mandate protests. I yeah. I don't know. And pro mask mandate. I I love it all. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Eric Eric feeds on this stuff. (laughs) If you want to go look at the 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 myriad of pictures that Crawler took, you can find them on Facebook. You're inside man. You work for the state. When is the mask mandate going to be lifted? Yeah. You know the governor called me not five minutes ago. (laughs) That's insider trading, Eric. It's like Aaron. What do you think? I need an expert's opinion on this. What's the, give me a, give me a regional temperature. How's Southwest Washington feel? And I was like, Jay, it's time. <laughs> of course, none of this happened. Oregon uh, cracked me up how they, they got like generated a cheer basically with a, uh, we're lifting the mask mandate. Cheer applause in seven weeks, <laughs> but with the long delay. Jay is just, just like you know what I'm going to lift the outdoor mandate nobody knew about anyways <laughs> exactly I was just going to say that I love the surprise <laughs> groups of 500 wait people. what wait seriously <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, last news item Centralia College gets ransomware Eric Schwartz has more uh, I don't I don't have much at all I'm, no, Centralia a man College got been, ransomware yeah, that's but, about all we know though like uh, uh, it, it took their servers. I mean, you've got inside people there. Aren't you? Like, what's the practical effect on Aaron? You on have people? some impressive insider information <laughs> I, on just about every topic. I'm curious <laughs> as to what the impact is if you were to work on the campus, for instance. Uh, the only real insight I got was the, to the effect of this sucks. Um, but I, the last update I thought I saw said they didn't think anything too like too much data got 
taken? They said that, yeah, but it's one of those things. We've got a guy on Twitter, and you, so you know this is good. But mm-hmm. uh, and I, he might be like a malware software company employee. Um, but he was talking with our reporter about it, and was like, if there was like information gone, you wouldn't know about it at this point. So it would take a while for that to become clear. Um, but it sounded it's a. Uh, it sounds like a good thing they moved a lot of their operations to the cloud in the last two years, according to President um, Bob Morbacher. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, cloud is good. Ransomware can't get to the cloud. It's too high. Um, yeah, our uh, as we were joking <laughs> earlier, our our beautiful academic records from Centralia College are safe. Uh, no, uh, you know, no unregistered foreign nope. ad, uh, actors will know about that C plus I got in geology back in two thousand. Right. Uh, it's all safe. Thank yeah, God. Safe. I don't know. They won't know about that D plus you got in theater. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope ransomware doesn't hear about this, but we got hit with it once years and years ago at the Chronicle. Like yeah. it's, it's a thing that happens. So yep, basically shut down all your stuff and say, we'll give it back if you give us enough money. <laughs> Chronicle was getting ransomware before it was trendy. Yeah. When I do that to your stuff, Aaron, it's theft. <laughs> yeah. And then when he tries Extortion. to use it to you, it's blackmail. <laughs> I'm just pulling a ransomware on you. I, <laughs> you want your stuff back? You just need a dummy drive. Um, all right. Uh, we will be right back after these messages. Wow. Hi, this is Jacek from Summit Funding. Here's what a recent client is saying about us. Hi, this is Chad Taylor. Have you been thinking about purchasing or refinancing your current home? The team at Summit Funding is the best in class. Looking for a conventional FHA, VA, USDA, jumbo, or even a reverse mortgage? Trust the team at Summit Funding. Corley and I did, and we couldn't be happier. Thank you to all of our past clients. If you have any questions, give us a call at 360-330-4037. All right, and we're back after that riveting bit of ad reading. Good stuff. You were fired. Uh, I am. Oh, you were fired by the admin. I am wondering, <laughs> is the uh, is the promo code news dump no longer getting you off? He, he got rid of the news dump I can't promo. Chad got didn't didn't <laughs> advertise the news dump promo code. Wow, he did a fa- fantastic job though. Really good. Yeah, that was good. I mean, solid, solid work. He's an ad guy. I, I just really can't describe like how much better that was than what you do every week. Like, uh, yeah. Do well, you understand? I'm a, I'm a content do you understand? man, not an ad man. <laughs> no, you um, did great. You should you should know that. I think they still wanted one of your ads as well. So uh, well, I like I personally <laughs> I like Aaron's yeah. ads. Well, we want to we want to get the serious demographic and you know the slouchy one too. And the clowns. Yeah. Yeah. Houses um, for everyone. Yeah. Everybody We've just outlined how we there's just plenty. talked about how many houses are in <laughs> Lewis County. There are enough. So when you find one, stand in the driveway of it and make the phone call so nobody else can stop to look at it. That's pretty much what you got to do out here. Yeah. Uh, pretty soon, it'd be like fights out front. There might be. Uh, we were here first. <laughs> sure. Uh, do you guys want to do some Tales from the Takes page? I don't see why not. Uh, one I liked, letter to the editor. <laughs> county steals your money again. Yeah. Uh, some quotes from this. Do our county commissioners and department managers think county residents are so stupid as to not see a steal from our savings? I urge county residents with concerns to stand up and address the issue and call for an immediate repeal of these government fees to do nothing. Your thoughts. 
your condescending aggressive voice for other letter writers is just condescending you know we had a concern about a fee and he came to the newspaper about that fee and maybe we amplified his voice for the others you know everything worked here i think i was amplifying his voice (laughs) maybe the county commissioners do think we the three of us are stupid (laughs) call him (laughs) you call him right now i need to know Um, i think we're a bunch of idiots they're just like yeah well <laughs> kind of. Like, yeah, we we've made that clear. <laughs> we've told you to your face numerous times. <laughs> um anyway, that was a I thought that was a fun letter. And then Brian Mickey wrote about recognizing more everyday heroes without capes. Mickey's got some good news for you guys. Heroes walk amongst us. Specifically a hero crossing guard who saved a kid and then a kid who wrote a book. Yeah, That's the same kid. Video. It was, it was a good column. Yeah, it was. The video is pretty harrowing too. And it's it's a rare take from Brian Mitke. He's very very local, and so to see him go outside the coverage area, you know he's going for something good. I I can't believe he didn't find some heroes here, like like you, sir, alerting the <laughs> alerting the people uh, of a flood with my flood legs. Uh, he reached out to and me surviving to, flood he, legs, he, surviving your bad case of flood legs. He reached out uh, today because he was behind on podcast listening. He said and uh, offered me some Christmas lights since he heard I lost mine in the flood and a new compost <laughs> bin that he had. He called you. He was like, I'm 85 episodes behind on news dump. <laughs> <laughs> By What's the way, all you, this business at Spiffy's. <laughs> by, the, by the way, you want a compost bin? <laughs> yeah. I have a Zima for you. And he was very, he <laughs> was very concerned that uh, he asked me about the Christmas uh, lawn gnome that you mentioned that didn't actually exist in real life. And he wanted to know if it was real. And I didn't answer that from his first email. So he responded back seriously about that lawn gnome. Is that a real thing? <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm leading the public to believe you lost You've your upset our favorite Tales of the Takes columnist. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was all I had on Tales of the Takes. Uh, uh, I think you want to add? I just note, I, we ran in Other Views, which is an editorial from a paper other than ours um, that kind of signed off on our local, I call him local because he's 19th District Senator Jeff Wilson's plan for catalytic converter theft. And I thought that was, that was interesting. Seattle we Times were, doesn't always highlight a lot of Republican bills. We were discussing Jeff Wilson the other day and he does just seem like a, a reasonable he doesn't seem like a partisan actor he's yeah. just kind of like I mean, at times he does he is in the freedom the freedom caucus but his other choice. bill that passed was to allow tow trucks to have like rear facing blue lights on them to slow down traffic because there's been three motorists on the side of the road killed in the last like year in that mm-hmm. area it's very practical catalytic converters he's going after the stuff that needs to be gone after Yep. He kind of feels like a little bit of a man of the people. And he thinks that doctors who give shots to juveniles against the parents' will should get 10 years in prison. Really? No. <laughs> no. I don't think so. That seems absurd. <laughs> no. Like, no, I don't, I don't know his views on that. Um, all right. You would um, believe Jim Walsh did. I, of course I'd believe that. <laughs> um, and he would be out there with a fake, like... He would drag out one of those like fake jails they have at like like, uh, <laughs> like school county fairs. fairs. <laughs> he just put him fall festivals. It. Yes, in the podcast. Uh, yeah, he he sure would. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's tales from the takes page. I think. Um, speaking of elected officials, did you want to talk about the newest uh, Heidi St. John Joe Cantalarius ass? <laughs> she oh, she ran it back. There was a letter about that too. Um, it's kind of the hot topic. She's <laughs> continuing. She went with the remix this week. And um, I don't know. And she's right, as far as I can tell. And like the claim she makes in the video, like he voted for Bernie when Bernie was out of the race. So her whole thing is to paint 
Joe Kent as a as a as a Bernie bro for the most part, yeah, and a carpetbagger who moved over here from Portland. Um, And I don't know, the second one seemed like it would probably be highly effective as well because it's backed up. It it seems to be backed up by his statements in the past. Like you tell me this time, like six months ago, that Joe Kent is a Bernie Sanders supporter who was in Portland before he ran. Like I wouldn't believe you, but she's hammering it with it. Um, She is hammering it with him. Yeah, funny stuff. And that's Um, I don't think any of us are speaking in a partisan fashion it's just like strategy wise like she seems she's like she's got she's like a pit bull that's got the bite now well, i mean i think all of us over over the years have jaws seen are locked so many different campaign tactics and mm-hmm. hers is just attack 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 right and it's it's <laughs> for the consumer of these videos it's interesting but it's like most of it's built on the fact that there a picture exists of joe kent with long hair and a beard and, it, and he's a bernie bro well, she, he likes bernie well she's it, it, this picture makes an appearance in both both ads so far yeah hey, you got to play the hits i guess um to be fair i would not vote for either one of them they both seem fairly insane um, <laughs> i won't i won't say that so but uh, <laughs> i can't fair and impartial here uh, we will edit that part out if either of them want to buy an ad, which we are selling for our next episode, $10,000 for a 30-second spot. I, I wish, I don't know, the ad is just humorous to me, but I, yeah, we can't run it for free. Uh, I mean, just yeah. imagine, like, obviously the guy doing the voiceover probably doesn't live around here, but if you do voiceover for a living and you're just like, wow, this one's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> and she gave him a nickname, Portland Joe. Uh, yeah, I nicknames are the stick. thing. Ever since like 2016 or so. Uh, yeah, what's tr- his nickname Trump, for? Trump got everyone on these nicknames. Mm-hmm. What's what's his nickname for Heidi going to be? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Stay at home Heidi or something. I don't know. What's I the opposite? Of, what's the opposite of a saint? Uh, sinner. Yeah, Heidi, Heidi Sinner John. John. <laughs> yeah, you go with Heidi yeah. Saint Sinner. Sounds better. Yeah. I like it. Um, anyway, I don't think <laughs> this is such stupid discussion. It is very stupid. <laughs> Uh, I don't have a people's champion of the week. If you guys want to throw it out there, it um, is everybody means. who won a life-saving medal. Oh, okay. And the gal who pulled over her car to flip off the white supremacist. Car. Oh yeah. That's oh, a good yeah, one. That's, Let's that's just, yeah, one. they got their awards. Life-saving they got guys. Awards. Yeah. Let's give it to her. White Let's supremacist. Her. Yeah. I mean, she, off her. she, she turned her car around mm-hmm. from what I she can got see off the freeway, get off the freeway, get out of her car. And give them the bird. Love yeah. it. Good on her. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I hope like a lot of other people did the same thing and we don't know. I mean, Jared, our photographer's only there for a short amount of time, but I don't know. I'm kind of floating around in my head. Next time, if they show up, maybe we do put it up on Facebook so people know and can go down there and appear in greater numbers. Not as like a threat, just like a, you, this does not reflect No, this. I think a threat is okay. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Threat's like, probably okay. If you can't threaten white supremacists, I mean, what are we even doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I, I whatever, whatever the case, There's, I just would like a large group of people there to do basically what this hero did. Is yeah, I mean, if you don't want to get threatened, dude, nobody's making you go to the white supremacist rally. Yeah, and be a white supremacist. I agree. Okay. <laughs> So we're clear. Oh, d- Just so we're clear. Are we trying to corner each other into <laughs> that side? Come on. <laughs> same team, guys. Same team. <laughs> All right. Same uh, team. <laughs> yes, People's Champion of the Week is the woman who flipped off the white supremacist. Good yes. for her. I like it. Put yeah. it up. So do I. There it goes Franklin. into the rafters. Uh, okay, we already shot her out. That's a little much. <laughs> All right. Sirens Banger of the Week. Um, what an easy call. <laughs> Uh, bail set at $75,000 for a man accused of pulling gun on Centralia drive through employee. So two guys, Paul Hess and Skylar Schrader, went through the jack-in-the-box drive through and acted like clowns. And then when they didn't get their ranch dressing, one of them waved a gun at the drive through attendant. Yeah, isn't that detail by Emily Fitzgerald just 
the ranch dressing? The perfect for the story, yeah, that he went to go get their ranch dressing. I mean, who, who among us has not been upset they didn't get their ranch dressing right no, away? I but, get it. But, but this is taking it too far. Anyway, the police found them later in a different dispute incident and noticed their guns. And the cops asked them about the Jack in the Box incident. And Schrader reportedly said Hess had reached into the back seat and grabbed his gun and pointed it at the people in the restaurant. At that point, Hess allegedly yelled at Schrader not to say anything, <laughs> which is the funniest part to me. <laughs> Why? Shut up! <laughs> just, come on, man. Hey buddy, don't give him anything. Don't snitch. And then the cops also found some cocaine and bindles in his sock. So he's probably in some trouble beyond his little gun show. Um, yeah, I don't know. Don't threaten drive through. And you know what? And there's... And the, the most important part of the story, I think, is they were just being a jerk to this employee the entire time, like from the entire drive drive through experience. So, yeah. And then to ultimately pull a gun because you think they're going too slow. It's like just a dirtbag move. You know what? And people act like people should just be like begging for these jobs. You yeah. know what? Yeah. Yeah. So worker rant. Nah. Anyway. No, that's, it's, it's crazy to me. This story is nuts. Yeah. This story should shock most people. Um, I don't know. Have you been to a fast food restaurant lately? Have you, have you been on the planet earth lately? Have you been on the planet <laughs> yeah. earth lately? This is just, it's nuts to me. Things are bad out there. Yeah. Not here though. Everything's uh, fine here. Everything in this particular room right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this half of the table is good. I don't know about your guys. Besides half. you, we really, Franklin and I really wish you'd put that mask on I, for our yes, for our I, safety. I, I will. I will say though, like <laughs> that guy will never forget ranching ever again. No. Yeah, it's gonna. Well, he's gonna have like yeah. He's like, hey, before you throw that bag out, sauce is in it. <laughs> You're telling me you think this drive-through attendant just like went back in and finished their shift? I don't. know. I did quit. Look, man, if I'm doing any work in my capacity as an occasional chronicle associate editor and somebody pulls a gun on me for any reason like you're not seeing me again i'm out of here <laughs> I right, rightfully so <laughs> rightfully so no uh, the chances are somewhat slim but yeah it could happen i think yeah. for the fast food where you where you order and stuff i mean that, that's all that's like a recorded conversation i mean i wonder what the entire dialogue is uh, I can the Chronicle get their hands on? This? I don't. I, I didn't go through the work, which is it's the eleven hundred block of Harrison Avenue. I'm it's it's Jack in the Box. Yeah, I looked it up. it's Jack in the Box. Okay. Uh, anyway, Facebook comments. So I'll call Jack about it. Yeah, thanks. Hmm. Um, I'm not Facebook comments. There was. I went through a lot of comments, and nothing really like just brought out that joy to Viva in me. Is that how you it's, say it? Yeah, it's to... been a it's been a down week for for Facebook for me. And just overall, yeah, they were so. just, uh, I don't know, kind of depressing. Anyway, um, on there was a story on Nisqually Basin flood risk improvements, and uh, somebody was responding to some other commenters, and they said they need to stick with what they know, goat anatomy, the differences between Coors Light and Coors Banquet, and proper form of beating their wives, uh, which is a very harsh comment. Very harsh Who's comment. Who's the they? The Nisqually residents? No, some of the other commenters. Oh, I see. Referring to. I see. Uh, on the Morton Bond failure story, of course there were some takes. Something I see in the bonds now that was not on the voter information is there for field trips, sports, and other stuff. They're not. That is really not for education slash schools. Oh man, for just for the stuff the kids like? It's a construction bond for construction. I really don't think us taxpayers should have to pay for this when we don't even have or have had kids in school district. You oh, would, there are schools everywhere you want to live these bonds and levies would come up. No, no. We shout out to the Wakaikum School District who is suing the state of Washington over its fund funding model because mm -hmm. they don't think that property owners should carry it. So I don't hate on the property owner method, but I mean, 
even if this was correct, like the only things I remember that I really enjoyed in school were the field trips and the sports. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what levies. Right. For. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. And then another comment, remember that it's illegal in Washington state to earmark money for anything. It must go to general fund. Then it's distribution is decided by the politicians. So basically school bonds are a sham. Um, and then the comment replied to that was sure. You look smart enough to know all the conspiracy answers. Go back to eating paste. Yeah. Well, 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 well. Um, a lot of mouth beating going on in the comments. <laughs> yeah. And then one last comment on that one was that's part of why property value has went up. Hoping school levels go through and once done paid off property values go down again. Seen it happen many times. If they are trying to pass a bond, that means there is no bond in place, which means a bond wouldn't have pushed the property value up. There's just a lot of logical issues with this. Yeah, they're hard. Um, I had I uh, hit a couple of comments that were browbeating me over the fact that I had declared they uh, didn't pass the levy when they did get over 50%, which that happens every year because you need 60 for a bond. It's a super majority for a bond, a simple majority for a levy. But no matter what, every year if they're like 55, 54, 56, I get called an idiot, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Because I am the chronicle. Uh, (laughs) You are the comical. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I don't know. Vote for school issues, probably. It's a good thing. Yeah. Even if you don't have kids in there, um, you don't want to end up with uh, adults in society like these commenters. And um, I think it is good to be engaged and to know exactly what you're voting for because it's not as though bad bonds and bad levies have not been proposed before. Uh, Actually, this $24 million was specifically for field trips. So (laughs) they were going to go to space. (laughs) They were going to go to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Uh, but there, I mean, there are, give some credit. I get the, I get the property owners as, as a taxpayer. I understand. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm. Um, we can't all dodge our taxes, Aaron. I, <laughs> They'll find you eventually. I, they will. <laughs> I don't know. They're pretty backed up right now. Um, what's in the next, oh, well, before we get to what's in the next edition, uh, is a big event Thursday. You guys want to, Oh, hell plug? yeah. Uh, tomorrow, not tomorrow, excuse me. Thursday. Thursday. Yep. Thursday. We have business after hours here at the Chronicle. Five to seven? Five to seven. What happens at a business after hours? <laughs> what happens at a business after I'm hours stays at one, a business so. after hours, my friend. <laughs> no, it's going to be a great time. I mean, people can stop by. They can check out the Chronicle. Um, Eric Schwartz is going to be in his office. People can go look at him in through the like window. on display. He's on display. Hey, look at this. is Eric Schwartz. <laughs> look at him editing. Just kind of moving around. We have one like of those machine. quarter machines. You know, they put in 50 cents, cheaper than a newspaper. Uh, they get a handful of Skittles. You can actually feed Eric Schwartz. Oh. <laughs> Do you guys want to uh, take over one of the reporter offices and move all our podcast stuff down there and just have a live locked-in podcast as people are walking by? I'd totally do that. We could get the old one from downstairs. Like a Krispy Kreme where you can can see them make the donuts while you're buying them? But like announce people as they come in, drag one in for an interview every once in a while? Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. We just throw throw them We're almost out of... uh, uh, Canadian club though so we'd have to refill that we would we would yeah. we throw him a microphone hey catch hot mic yeah, yeah. say something funny yeah <laughs> podcast after hours we could grab the uh, the really old dirty red carpet that's downstairs and roll it out right in front of the podcast booth yeah yeah we could I don't know it's a possibility what are you wearing Thursday Sunbirds. 5 to 7 <laughs> <laughs> business after hours come feed Eric Schwartz uh, I yeah I think yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun I've heard there's going to be snacks Oh, there's going to be snacks. There will be there will be drinks. There will be drinks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, there's nothing more that I like than <laughs> snacks and drinks, so <laughs> I'm sure I'll be there. Um, Five oh, to seven, God. Thursday. 
Flint, Michigan Mega Bowl. Uh, <laughs> what's coming in Thursday's paper? Do you have anything yet? You teased a bunch of stuff earlier that. Uh, we got some stuff. Um, we're going to have a, more, more information on the ransomware attack over there at. Uh, at the college. Um, we're going to have a story from the Shale City Council about a big boost in sales tax revenues, which doesn't sound too exciting, but Tony Ketchum threw a wrinkle in and is blaming inflation for the boost in revenue. And he makes a good point. Mm. Um, so I think that'll be good. Um, there is a challenger in the Lewis County Sheriff's race. Yes. And Ooh. we're going to have a little something something on that, I think. Um, so yeah, lots to pick up the paper for. Uh, Isabel Vanderstoop is currently downstairs, I believe directly under us because we're in the second floor here, yeah. uh, working on what will likely be our centerpiece. It's a big development out of Winlock that we will tell you all about. Can't wait. That's I, big news. That sounds great. Big news. Yep. Um, it's going to be a great paper. Once again, we are sponsored by Summit Funding. Uh, go buy a house and use code NEWSGUMP. <laughs> For a big hefty 50% discount. Uh, with that, we're gonna we're gonna log off and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks.